Hi, y'all. You're here with the Reality Served Real podcast at Three Girls and a Pod, hosted by me, Abby, and Christina and Michelle. Um, welcome to our fourth episode that we're recording. We just wanted to start off real quickly by talking a little bit about the events that have unfolded the past couple of weeks. I know we've all been pretty much rocked to our core by them. Um, the most recent mass shooting was here in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 innocent kids passed away or died. Um, and two teachers who were trying to protect their kids. Um, unfortunately, that is one of the most recent, but a week before then, a week before that shooting, there was the massacre in Buffalo, which was a racist hate crime. So we really just, our hearts are broken. I know our listeners' hearts are broken. And we just really wanted to just take a moment to think about all those people who have lost lives themselves and their family members and the community from the Buffalo shooting to the Uvalde shooting to every shooting before, in between and after. Um, it's just such a tragedy that this is going, that this, is happening on a daily basis it it seems like and it just breaks my heart and I I want to say my thoughts and prayers are with them but that's been said for so long so I mean my thoughts are with everyone in these communities and everyone who has suffered through a tragedy like this and I know in some way it affects everybody and I just hope as a society we can come together and and hopefully change some things um so christina and michelle i don't know if y'all want to add on to that i know i'm getting like choked up just talking about it so um if any if either y'all have something to add uh, i think what you said is is very accurate um as to what we're all feeling and um, I mean, I know with you, it's, it's even more personal because it's so close to home and where you live. Um, I mean, so really like my heart goes out to you too, because it's so close to the community that, um, you live in as well, Abby. Yeah, it's just absolutely. crazy. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll just, I'll just add this in there because currently between the three of us, I'm, I'm the only one with, with kids in school. And, you know, not too long ago, there was a lockdown at, at my boys school and the buses weren't running. And I texted and I was like, are y'all okay? What's going on? Cause all I had gotten was an email and my young, they had no idea what was going on. They thought like they had locked it down because there were drugs found in a locker. And it turned out that there was a threat to the school of a shooter coming on campus when the, when school was going to be let out and wow. so why it was on lockdown and the parents didn't even find that out till later, but, um, obviously everything was good. Um, they apprehended the, the shooter. I don't know if they were going to follow through, but they, they, they apprehended him and, but it's just sad because 
you know, we've talked about it on Twitter a lot. And, you know, when I was growing up, we did tornado drills and like fire drills. And now my boys are doing mass shooting drills, you know, like what, what are we going to do? And it's just, I don't know. It's just no student, parent, teacher, administration should really have to be worrying about that on a daily basis. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is pretty much the topic that's been the number one thing on my mind this last week. And I know like Abby and I have talked a lot about it. I've been tweeting a lot about it. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've cried multiple times this week, just thinking about it. So, you know, I think what you said, Abby, is perfect. I don't really have too much to add right now. It makes me really sad when I think that 10 years ago was the Sandy Hook shooting, and now we're still in the same place we were 10 years ago. Where's the progress? Where's the change? But <laughs> no changes, right? Here we are. So thank you, Abby. Yes, thank you. Okay, so we'll move on from that. I know it's will still weigh on our minds and hearts. But before we get into recapping um, episode four of the Challenge All-Stars, we're gonna talk about some new updates of the cast for Challenge 38. Um, we started, we did a podcast last week about the contestants and of course, within a week there's been, there's already been some changes. So I'm gonna let Christina take off with that and uh yes thank you abby um there have been many changes or things added which we kind of expected last week when we originally started podcasting and we were only given um 24 names we ended up getting 25 ordinaries um added to it but um Obviously, with Wes getting taken off, that brings it back down to 24. So we did know that there would be a lot of other people that were added to this season. We just didn't know who they would be and who they would be partnered with. So um, the first person that um, was announced, there are a number of, of rookies that are added. So last week, we were kind of excited because there weren't a whole lot of or at least like less than a third of the cast were rookies. But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case now. There are more being added. So the first one is someone named Raven Rochelle. I don't know. It says she's an Instagram model and influencer. Um, I don't know if she's filmed something else recently that maybe hasn't aired yet. I'm not sure. But she looked really familiar to me. But other than that, I don't really know much about um, Raven. Do either of you know anything about Raven? I have not a clue on her. I'm with you. I have okay. no idea. It's, so, I mean, she's interesting to see if she'll be on the show. Is she an alternate? What, kind of what's going on there and who she's partners with? Yeah. So that's another thing that was mentioned about the people that we're adding and the people that we've already talked about. At least four of these people are said to be alternates. So I'm not really sure who exactly those alternates will be. Um, hopefully it'll be some of these rookies that we're naming here, but, um, I'm really, I'm really not sure as to what direction that's going to go. So the next person is Moira is I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name, right? Moira. Um, she's maybe Mariah. Mariah. Just with an o. Oh, maybe. That's how Mariah. I'm it. 
Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Mariah, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so she's an Instagram model and influencer, but if you look at her page, one of the things that I noticed about her is that she's friends with Bessie. Um, they've po- posted multiple times together. They're in each other's Instagram stories at various different times. And so um, I actually think that Fessy was one of the people who I wasn't sure who he was partnered with. And now I think that she is probably brought on as a rookie to be Fessy's partner. And she looks buff and tough, Christina. <laughs> she does. She does. So um, the next person... Tosh, I'm going to butcher all of these names. Um, Horacio? Horatio. 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 Yes, my best friend. Horatio. Okay, so yeah. he, he was on a show um, called Elton. I've never heard of it. I have no idea what it is. But I do know that he's really good friends with Johnny from Love Island. So we can expect them to... Um, be in some type of alliance since they are already friends and they're both going into the show as rookies that might be to their advantage because if there are a lot of rookies on the season maybe they can do what Michaela wanted to do last season and go against some of the vets by banding some of the rookies together that's what I thought when I saw that those two were both coming in as rookies potentially and that they already have a a friendship pre-show so they're easily in an alliance and maybe they can um add other people to their alliance as well do either of you know anything about about him i'll be honest i know nothing about any of the people that i've seen added nor their shows okay so and i have not done my research to really it dig looks like the, the, the show he was on was on Telemundo. Oh, interesting. So that's like a soap opera then. No, it's it looks like it's the challenge. Oh. Telemundo challenge. I don't know. There's like a yeah, red Christina Augusto um, told us that in our our spoiler chat. Oh, I must have missed that. That he was, yeah, that he was, now that Michelle said that, yeah, he was, he's like a challenge type reality show on Telemundo. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Interesting. Okay, well, hopefully since he is familiar with the um, competitive atmosphere, then that will bring even more to the table for him. Um, The next person that I have is Emmy Russ. She's from Germany, and she is a very random person to be added to this list. Um, okay, so I have heard some rumors about how Emmy Russ got Russ got casted. And so basically, um there are a lot of people in the Stan Challenge world who were like, why weren't Berna and Nam just put together since they were both previously on the challenge? And I read that Berna for some reason did not want to be Nam's partner because they like weren't right or dies and she submitted multiple people to um be her right or die but none of them got approved so that's why we're not seeing Berna this year because for whatever basically because she didn't want to be or and then they asked Nam for names and he like didn't give them any names but they wanted 
Nam to be on this season so bad that they went out and found some random German reality star to I'm not sure like what they're gonna say is their storyline I don't know if this is true or not but that's the rumor that is out there is that this got girl got cast to be Nam's partner because casting was looking for someone to be um partners I mean if you look at her pictures like this girl is gorgeous and it looks like she works out so um I mean, I don't think that they would have just found some some slouch to be um, Nam's partner if they really wanted him to be on that bad. So I, I expect her to do something. Um, I, I I think she'll do something. So those Christina, were what, what happened to Nam last season? He got COVID, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're probably trying to make it up to him by getting him on this season. Well, since he's had such bad luck the last two seasons he's been on. Right. Cause not only did he have COVID last season, um, but the season before that he got injured and he was DQ'd because of an injury. Yeah. So I, I think they were trying to do anything they could to get him on. Probably he's a likable guy. I mean, it'll be interesting. I hope, I hope he doesn't knock on wood. He doesn't have the bad luck he's had this, this season that he had the previous seasons. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And, and Nam is a great, a great challenger and, and um, person to watch. I hope that he brings more to the table um, potentially like drama wise. I feel like he's been really quiet in the past, but I think he has a lot of potential and, you know, I mean, like I said last week, he's somebody that I'm excited to watch this season. Um, so the next person that was added to the list, we were actually all super excited about, and that is Turbo. Turbo was added to the list, and so was his supposed girlfriend, Tamara. So, um, they're listed as writer dies. Obviously, I am super excited to see Turbo back on. Um, I think that he was maybe kicked off for some things that I don't know. I kind of feel like the way that turbo was kicked off is in my opinion, like, I just don't know if it was like the best reason. I mean, I, I get that he like threatened Jordan, but I don't think that he was like seriously threatening Jordan. I think that they were words that he were was saying, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's just, that's just my thoughts on it. But It'll be interesting to see how he interacts with Tori since Tori was so against him the last time that he was on on World of Worlds 2, but now Tori's not with Jordan, so is she going to try to be, like, all buddy-buddy with Turbo now, or um, is he going to have some type of vendetta against her since... Let's hope. Yeah. So, I don't know exactly well, I what remember Tori was the one that went running into production all crying about it. Right, right. Right? Like, Jordan didn't cause a scene to production, so whatever. Y'all know how I feel about Tori, so she can, Turbo can go at her all yeah. he wants, competition-wise. Yeah. And it's so inconsistent, like, people being kicked off or banned for a season or banned for two seasons. It's just so inconsistent that I can't, I don't know, I can't even begin to try to rationalize who deserves what anymore because they're just so inconsistent with it. I, I don't think well, anybody can at this point. What'd you say? I said, I don't think anybody can at this point. Yeah, right. 
So another thing that's really interesting and the reason that I said Turbo's supposed girlfriend is that I saw a video of his girlfriend, Tamara, supposedly with her actual boyfriend um, that was circulating just a few days before they would have left for the challenge. So I'm not really sure what exactly is going on there, but it seems to me like it's possible that Turbo has formed a fake relationship to be on the show, which honestly is fine with me. Like, I don't really care, but it's just an interesting little um, insider information tidbit that I saw um, floating around Twitter. So, um, aside from Turbo and his, his girlfriend and them being a, a pair on, on the show, we learned that Emmy and Emmanuel were actually dropped at the airport. So we will not be seeing Emmy and Emmanuel this, this season. Um, but we will be seeing Corey Lay as we talked about, <laughs> as we talked about last episode, um, he got dropped and then he caused a whole bunch of Twitter drama about it. And he was talking about Michaela and how, um, he blocked her and she's out of his life. And for me, this was really funny because I, talked to Corey Lay on occasion. I met him in LA at Cyrus's birthday party. And so I was DMing him and I was like, I'm super bummed that like, you're not going to be on. I was hoping to see you or whatever. And it's so funny because we were messaging and then like two hours after we stopped our conversation, he posted the, um, he he tweeted about like it's not over until it's really over the Katy Perry song on his Twitter page. So I'm not sure like how close to the conversation that I had with him if he had already been in contact with producers, if it was kind of a last minute thing. And within like the two hours I talked to him, he got contacted by producers. But I think that it was within the couple hours that I talked to him that he got contacted by production because um he was still tweeting like negative things and um Michelle here she actually tweeted something about um how it's funny that they call the season writer dies but when their writer die isn't cast these cast members seem to be choosing die or something like that to that effect <laughs> yeah and so I had retweeted that or quote tweeted that and tagged Corey Lay in it because I thought it was hilarious and I had already talked to him, so I knew that, like, he wouldn't be offended by me tagging him in it or whatever. Like, he would know it was a joke. And so he um, responded to it, um, tweeted me back to that and said, um, with a, a dead emoji, and then so. And shortly after he tweeted that, he deleted it. So I'm guessing somewhere in that time frame is when he got contacted to be a last minute addition and flown flown out to um, Argentina. I think that's where they're filming anyway. So yeah. Christina, so, I didn't see he actually replied to it. That's funny. I, I, I must have missed that. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted and deleted. <laughs> okay, I missed that. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. Um, so let's talk about this disappointment. I am really disappointed on the next um, 
next thing I'm about to talk about. And that's that we had our last breaking news podcast on Sunday because Sunday is the day that they left for quarantine. They left for quarantine last Sunday. Now, by Friday, we get a, a tweet saying um, from the spoiler team um, saying that filming had started, someone tested positive for COVID, and they're back in quarantine until Tuesday. So my biggest question here is, did you not learn anything from season 37? Did you not learn anything from the Challenge All-Stars 2? Like, literally, you had to go back into quarantine on two other seasons already. This just extends the time that people have to be gone and away from their families and away from their loved ones. It extends the, the mental capacity that they have for the game. It creates, they get their phone backs when they have to go back for this second quarantine or whatever, both all three times they've gotten their phone backs and it allows them to look up the rookies that have come in. It allows them to, um, to really dive into each of the players that uh, are there, which I know that they already have an idea of who's coming um, beforehand. But I think in season 37, it really changed things up because I don't think had that first or that second quarantine happened, I don't think that Michaela would have been a target. And if Michaela wasn't a target, then that whole game would have been played completely differently. And so I'm really disappointed in production for not having a week-long quarantine and only having them quarantine for a few days because obviously it affects the cast. I don't know if that, I don't know. I don't know exactly you know, what, what they're thinking, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed in that, in that news. Yeah. My best guess is it has to do with budget and they want to get everything done as quickly as possible, possible. So they're kind of going to take the shortcut with the quarantine, but you would think after it failed two times already, they would got, have gotten the memo that, Hey, we need to extend this to be more than just whatever amount of days we're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's very disappointing. Um, so yeah, so that was very, very disappointing. So then um we come to today, and today we learn um that there are two new rookies. So I'm glad that we ended up recording this podcast today so that we can just, you know, kind of talk about all of it all in one. Um, I think I saw actually that we're missing still one pair and one girl or something like that, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure if that's true or not, but I'm pretty sure I did see that earlier today, but the two people that we added are Kim, uh, who is from Prince Charming, Germany, and Colleen Schneider, who is from the Mole, Germany. Now, this morning I did a little digging on both of these two people, and um, I saw that Prince Charming is a show in Germany that is basically like The Bachelor, but um, it is different because everybody on the show is gay. So they, and they have the princess, which is all women on the show, and they have the prince, which is all men on the show. So he was on the prince version, and he was actually a really... Um, con controversial Prince Charming because um, 
of two reasons. One is that he admitted to cheating in previous relationships, but he had been single for two years at the time of filming and said that he was ready to settle down and have a monogamous relationship. And the other reason is because he has a baby with a woman. And so it being the um, pretty much like the gay bachelor, um, that was controversial because he had he had been with a female and had a baby with her. So that was something that was controversial in Germany. Um, and another thing that I found interesting is that this just um, this was just last August, August of 2021, and he is still with his winner. So uh, we'll see if he, you know, can stay true to his monogamy or not. But this season we have um, five men that represent the LGBT uh, community. Um, James, Kim, Corey, Tommy, and Jack. I know that um, Jack, Kim, and Tommy all are in relationships. So I think the only singles that we have are James and Corey, but still, um, you know, it's a challenge. Anything can happen in a challenge house. We, and even if we don't get any hookups from them, I'm sure that they're at least bound to bring a little bit of drama. So that's always um, an exciting element um, to the show, but I think it's awesome. It's not very often that we see this many um, people in the LGBT community represented. Um, on the flip side of the men, we also have six LGBT, uh, LGBT women in Laurel, Nani, Casey, Tori, Anissa, and um, I saw somebody responded to my tweet about there being five LGBT women and said that Colleen is also a part of that community as well. So I don't really know anything about the, the um, rookies as far as that kind of information goes. So I'm not going to speculate any um, further on that, but I think it's awesome that we have 11 people that are represented in that community. Um, for me, uh, my brother is gay, and so it always means a lot to me to see when people are included and that there is representation on um, on the shows, because it's just not something that we've seen on a lot of the previous seasons, you know, like there's usually like maybe one or two, and it's like they're like trying to be diverse and, and show the representation, but like they only just add that one it's like you know how for so long they struggled with with racial diversity I think that it's kind of the same with the LGBT community and I'm really happy that we are seeing some changes on this season um yeah I I agree Christina it's nice that there's definitely more than just one person to represent an entire community I think that's great Yes, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, and I just think, yeah, that is awesome that they're doing that. So that's really all that I have. Oh, I guess I didn't really talk much about Colleen. Um, but the only thing that I really know about Colleen is that her show was called The Mole. And basically, from what I got, it's kind of a competition show similar to The Challenge, but it's 12 people competing. But amongst those 12 people, there's one person inserted into the mix that is working for production to go against them, but they are supposed to not be found out by their other castmates, which one of them is the mole. 
And so in her season, Colleen was the mole. And apparently she did stir up quite a bit of drama because of that. So I'm guessing that's why um, she got cast on the show. Ew, I, I watched watch that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. The, they had the mole in the United States years and years ago. Oh, my God. It had to be like early 2000s. And I, I, I watched it. And I loved that that show so the fact that she was on it and not only was she on it she was the mole you have to be super strategic you have to be able to lie to people you have to be able to kind of bamboozle people and do kind of like evil things so I I think I'm gonna really like this girl yeah I think so too and especially because it's interesting that I want to see how she does in like trying at the challenges because I'm pretty sure her goal on her previous show was to lose the challenges without anybody knowing. Like, to her yes. job was to sabotage. Challenge. Yep, sabotage and make the make the team. They probably, I mean, if it was like the U.S., they had a bank of money and they could either keep adding to the bank or not add to the bank. So she had to try, to, like, she likely would have to try to sabotage so they wouldn't win the challenge and no money would be added to the pot. Interesting. That's. I've never seen that show, but it's definitely, I, I heard that there's a version of it on Netflix, so maybe I'll look into that and, I don't know, add it to my list of a million shows to watch. <laughs> um, so now I think we can just get into recapping episode four of All Star Season 3. Um, Abby, did you want to get us started with that? Yeah, so this episode was called She's Back. And as y'all know, it's Miss Beth um, comes joining the show. But I, there was, I just want to talk about a couple points kind of in the introduction that they, they showcased. Um, so you had Jarrell talking basically about all his, his friends he had there and he didn't want to piss anyone off. So he's playing a very low-key under the radar game and then um the next scene it goes on at showing jordan and naya's kind of their sexual tension and at this point it's really just naya talking about it so don't know if jordan feels the same at the beginning of the episode but it's it's very clear that that naya has has some she's given him the eyes Definitely giving him the eyes, some lusting eyes. So, um, yeah. So we'll see how that plays out later on this episode. And then on to Sylvia and Kayla talking about what they've talked about for the past four episodes. Sorry, Christina, you know, I like Kayla too, but once again, talking about their targets, which are shocking Kellyanne and Kendall. Um, and then moving on to that, it segues I into it Kendall. Really, I thought it was really interesting about their conversations. It, it starts with Sylvia talking and she says, um, um, how, like, who we are going to sabotage. And then she, like, catches herself and she's yeah. like, like, we. And, like, because she wasn't technically, you know, she wasn't the winner. But Kayla's like, no, like, it is we. So I thought that was cool that, you know. I mean, obviously, we know that they're alliance, but I, it was nice to hear, like, the verbalization of, like, solidifying that, like, they are a package deal. Yeah, and I like that because everyone wants their, like, true ride or die that they can trust no matter what and look at it like that. Just, like, we don't, like, 
I don't know, this really doesn't compare. So I don't know why I'm using this analogy, but like our podcast, like we're a team with it, you know, there's, there's not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we all play our part and stuff like that and support each other. And so of course anyone, whether it's in a challenge game or life or whatnot, it's cool to have that, you know, ride or die with you that you can look at y'all as one. Um, so then it segues into Kendall and Kelly Ann talking and, you know, Kendall's mentioning the whole sabotage and how she regrets using it on NJ, which I still don't really know what Kendall was thinking, even though we discussed it. Um, I don't think any of us really got the whole picture. Um, <laughs> but like we said, maybe she'll be on one day to, to fill us all in. And Kellyanne, I thought was really sweet. She was a great friend too, basically saying there are, there are no bad decisions in this game. I mean, she was just really supportive of Kendall. So there was another, you know, solid, good um, friendship. And I'm all about, I'm all about my girlfriend. So I love seeing anyone with like a strong, strong bond with their girlfriends. Um, and then we see Mark, MJ, and Darrell talking. And of course, Mark's, you know, making fun of poking at Darrell about heights and whatnot. But I don't know. It seems to me that from last episode and this episode, like those three may be in an alliance. Did I just not catch on to that in the past? Darrell, MJ, and Mark. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think so is because um, I know that Brad is really close with both Darrell and Mark. And at the one of the very first things that we saw this episode was Brad solidifying that it's him versus MJ now. Wait, what, what did he solidify? That it's Brad versus MJ. They're not on the same team. They're not on the same alliance. They're going against each other. And Brad right, was yeah. the person who was in first, and he basically says, like, I think he even says, I'm, like, 95% sure that I'm throwing my sabotage on MJ, MJ. Like, we're not playing the same game this season. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and I really like that because I'm, I'm team Brad. Um, Darrell also MJ. is, like, anytime he talks about MJ, he's very clear. He's like, oh, yeah, MJ and I are cool. I'm cool with MJ, but MJ's trying to be cool with everybody. So I think Darrell is cool with MJ, but he sees MJ for what he is. And he knows, like, not to trust him long-term. Okay. Okay, good. Because I just saw last episode, the three of them talking, and this episode again. So maybe I jumped to conclusions. No, I think Um, at this point, they're probably working somewhat, like, trying to stay cool with each other. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, they've, did MJ just do one and two? I mean, did he just do two or did he do yeah. all-stars one as well? No, well, just two. So there are two girls that have done all three seasons and that is John A and Kendall. And there are four guys who have done all three seasons and that is Derek, Durrell, Latarian. Shoot, I'm missing one. Nehemiah? And Nehemiah, yes. Oh, good job, Abby, who didn't even watch it. <laughs> good job. Hey, I, I I can say something smart every now and then. 
Yeah, I didn't, I was sitting here racking my brain. Um, going back to Brad for a second, I kind of honestly love that he was so mad at MJ for voting in Cyrus <laughs> because that's how I felt too. And then he did his rant where he's like, I'm loyal, bro. And I'm going to go out loyal. And if it costs me my game, I don't give a fuck. I was like, this is the Brad that I know and love. So I was really right? excited about that. <laughs> I'm loving him this season. I agree 100%. I love Brad this season so much. He's not on my fantasy team. And I keep thinking, who am I going to drop for Brad? Because I need Brad. <laughs> that's not even my favorite yep. tip of the week, you guys. And that's just a random tip that I'm throwing out there. Get Brad on your team. Uh, <laughs> and that was really all I had. Those were the things that jumped out at me. But if y'all want to elaborate. Um, yeah, so I think that you really covered the intro really well. Um, then we really get into the daily, which is where we find out that Beth is the replacement. Um, we see a bunch of different reactions. We see some people not excited. We see some people excited. Kendall is excited because she sees another OG. Veronica, obviously not so excited because of her and Beth's past. Um, but then we get to the daily and the daily- Wait, is Christina. Called... Yeah. Christina, I'm, so I'm sorry. I need a backup because there was something I, I thought, I, heard, I didn't catch it when I watched it the first time. Mm -hmm. And I think it came from Wes. And y'all know I love Wes, but I thought it was really weird. When they walked up, did he not say to TJ, hi, sick fuck? Hey, you sick fuck. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Like, I was like, were you trying to be funny? Because it just didn't, you missed, sweetie, in my opinion. I, I, I wrote it down. It kind, I kind of entertained me, Abby. I don't know why. <laughs> That's funny. I, 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 I guess. Okay, sorry. Go on. I just had to point that out because I just thought that was. Oh, you're fine. Weird. You're fine. So the daily is called High Stakes, and he, TJ has everybody get into teams of three. So the first team is Nehemiah, Brad, West, Kayla, Sylvia, and Kellyanne. Um, we see Kayla talk about how it's part of her strategy to have Kellyanne as part of their team in case they lose and they need to vote somebody in. But I thought that this was really interesting because this is the first time that the alliance that I pointed out in the very beginning has worked together visibly for the first time. And that is Nehemiah, Wes, and Sylvia all being on the same team. So I thought that that was really interesting because that's an alliance I called from the very beginning. So um, I found that to be interesting. But then the next team we have is Mark, Derek, Yes, Kendall, Naya, and Veronica. And then we have Darrell, MJ, Jordan, Johnny, Ronnie, and Beth. So basically what, what the, they have to do is there are three different planks that are 150 feet in the air. Um, and it's not a heights over water challenge. It is a heights challenge. So instead of falling into the water, they have the bungee cord on. And so basically they are at the end, edge of this plank and they have to solve a math problem while they're in the, the air. And the first person to solve the math problem gets to decide which order the other two drop in. So essentially if you win your heat, you have a chance of deciding who the loser of that daily is. Um, so the first two that drop Time-wise, are the two that get are are the two that go into elimination. The sabotage for this daily is a 60-second time penalty that they can't start the math problem 
for a minute. Um, so Kayla throws her sabotage on Kendall. She's already said Kendall's name, and it just honestly, as much as I, I love both Kendall and Kayla for the game that they're playing this season and just the way that everything has gone so far, it really makes sense for Kayla to say Kendall's name. And then as we um, heard earlier um, in the episode, Brad thought he was going to throw it on MJ, and he did end up throwing it on MJ. And one thing that I thought was interesting about this, um, and it relates to the trailer teaser that we saw for next week, is that John A talks about we see her interview of her saying that, like, yeah, like, I'm upset that she threw it on MJ. So we're seeing that closeness of MJ and John A um, kind of play out on TV. So, and I'm really just over John A's diary rooms or yeah. that's big brother, her, whatever. <laughs> yeah, what, no, what we don't know. What are we talking about? Her confessionals. <laughs> it's fine. Her confessionals. Like she's always whining about MJ. Gone to MJ. Like we get it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> agreed sorry well, annoyed one thing that i thought was like funny about this daily is that yes is like so excited for it he's like i would pay a hundred dollars to do this for fun <laughs> it's like okay yes that's funny um but another thing that was interesting to me is that derek is like solving his math problems out loud and he's talking out loud and he's like oh there's a plus minus in multiplication and um just like basically is telling the other people like how to play because then you hear Mark say like, oh, I didn't know that, Derek. And then Mark ends up winning that heat. It's like, okay, Derek, if you would have kept your mouth shut, then maybe Mark would have never found that out. And like, maybe you would be potentially in the authority instead. But um, Mark wins and he drops yes and then Derek. So then we have Sylvia, Kayla, Kellyanne. Sylvia is freaking out. She's crying. She doesn't like heights, but um, Kayla kind of talks her into being okay and she ends up doing it. And so what's really interesting about this heat is that Kayla is just flipping the numbers. She's not even doing the math. She's just flipping the numbers and yelling check. And she ends up winning, um, her, her heat because of it. And this is Kayla, the uh, three out of four times, this is Kayla's third time in the authority. So she drops Kellyanne and then Sylvia. Um, so then we have Darrell, Jordan, and MJ. And we all know that Darrell is terrified of heights and he ends up not, not doing this. He ends up um, dehewing this, this daily because he doesn't want to do it. He's too afraid of heights. So MJ has the one minute time penalty. He has to wait for a minute, which I thought Jordan was pretty good at math, but I don't know. I don't know. It also looked like MJ flipped to his like really quickly. Like it only took him a couple times, but MJ ends up winning his round, even though he had the sabotage thrown on him. Um, so the next round that we see is John A, Ronnie and Beth. Beth is terrified. TJ even like tells her like, you've been here like 30 seconds. This is how you want to start out. And she doesn't do it. She ends up to queuing too. And Donna ends up winning that round. The next round, we have the three best friends you ever did see, Brad, Nehemiah, and Wes. And in this round, um, Brad wins, um, followed by Wes, and then he drops Wes and then Nehemiah. So on uh, the very 
very last round, we have Naya, Veronica, and Kendall. Kendall has the one-minute time penalty, and um, it does affect her, and Veronica ends up winning. It seems like pretty soon after Kendall starts doing her math problems is when Veronica win, won, so she didn't have a whole, whole lot of time to be able to catch up to that. So the time penalty did seem to affect Kendall a lot more than it did MJ, and... Then we see a confessional of Veronica, and she says, I can play this game now. And I thought it's funny that, like, literally those were her words, I can play this game now. Because the last time that we saw her on the regular challenge, she was just getting smoked by the, the, new, the new generation. So I thought that was interesting that in an all-star all setting, Veronica seems to be able to keep up quite a bit better than she was during the flagship show. So um, with that being said, this this daily we have Kayla, John A, Veronica, Brad, MJ, and Mark in the authority. The number one people that got first on this daily again is Brad and Kayla. And um, Brad gives Kayla, Kayla a high five and tells her that they got the hat trick. So meaning they both have been in the authority um, three different times. So Brad and Kayla seem to really be dominating this game so far. And I think it's really interesting and important to note that had Darrell and Beth completed the challenge and assuming that they would not have gotten dropped first, it would have been Wes and Kellyanne that were last and sent into elimination. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. That's great. That's good info. Yeah. Cause since Brad and Kayla won, whoever was in their heat would have gone first. So since you're bringing that up, Christina, so um, I'm just going to backtrack on yeah. not the competition part, but like on some moments that just I enjoyed or sure. I don't know, just, ha just had feelings about. So one, even though I don't like Beth, um, I thought her song introduction when she came in was amazing. The I Am Extraordinary and then it like, you know, the everyday psycho when she's coming <laughs> in and doing her little evil cackle. So um, I don't know. I love that song, maybe because I'm a psycho, but um, it's just a fun song. And so I thought that was like a perfect little song intro for her. And then <laughs> at first I did not get what Kayla was doing. And I don't know if y'all caught this, but Ronnie turned to Kayla and Sylvia, like I'm on your team, right? And Kayla like grabbed Kellyanne and Bronnie just like her face was just, I don't know. It just broke my heart. She seemed like so defeated. So I hope, I'm sure Kayla explained to her later, like, Hey, I picked a grab for Kellyanne. So I wouldn't have to, you so know, make a do yeah. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Good yeah, catch. I just felt so bad for Ronnie. And then she had another really cute moment when she was up there and she's like, I hope this, I hope that. And she's like, I hope my kids don't figure this out before me. I don't know. I, yeah. just her. I think she's no, so I, I wrote that down too. That was a good moment. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really sweet. And then, um, my, Oh, Kayla makes another joke about old people. And I'm just pointing this out because in our group chat, Miss Christina is like, she's just doing that, like to be funny or for entertainment and I think she's someone for TV. 
I for mean, TV. Yeah. yeah. I think that Kayla and, knows how to make good TV. And I don't think that if she was out at um, like a challenge mini live even, or even, if, or like if she was like at the hearts of reality or, you know, if she was at any type of event with these women outside of being on the actual show, I don't think that she would be making these jokes. But I think Kayla is a TV personality. She's brought on these shows because she makes really good TV. And in my opinion, like, I don't think that she's just, like, making old people jokes. I think that it's probably um, producer-provoked, or at least it was at first, until maybe she caught on herself. Or maybe she even brought up the shtick herself because she, I mean, like, Kayla's so much younger than everybody else. During filming, she literally turned 29 years old. Like, she was 28 the first day of filming. So um, she obviously is, like, way younger than everybody else who's there. And I personally think that she just makes those comments just for TV. I don't think that she means any offense by it. I think she's just being funny. No, yeah, and I agree with you. I just, I was just telling the story about when we were talking about that in the group chat. And I think somebody was like, oh, Christina would defend her if something, something, something. And Christina's like, well, maybe, (laughs) emphasis on maybe, not if she did that. I just thought it was cute. That's, that was, I know Kayla's doing it like for TV. Shout out and I'm, I just, Shout out I just like poking at Kayla for saying that, but I don't know. I just thought that little, um, little conversation in our group chat was hilarious. Yeah, that is funny. And, and it's also, it makes it, I feel like even funnier because Craig is like the old man of the group, you know? Oh yeah, like it was Craig. Of, yes. Yeah. It's just kind of a joke. But yeah, no, I love, I, yeah, I love Kayla. I, I yeah, maybe. <laughs> <We'll see>. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so to get a little bit more back on track with um, the episode, is there anything else that you guys wanted to say about the daily? I have one more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Michelle, did you, did you want to talk? Cause I feel like I'm monopolizing. No, go, go right ahead. Okay. When I watched it the first time, I was like, this is so easy. Like, why aren't they getting it done faster? Why are they? But then, like, when I watched it the second time, like, I had to step back and be like, okay, I'm just a viewer. Like, I'm obviously not there playing this challenge. Um, so, obviously, when you're standing that high up, not knowing when you're going to catapult down, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder, right? But I mean, I couldn't really see, like, didn't you just flip the numbers and then have to find the, the sign, like addition, subtraction, multiplication? You had to solve I mean, I'm just problem. curious, like how fast they all got it done time-wise. Well, I think Veronica um, got it done in a little over a minute because just, I mean, it could be editing, of course, but it looked like she got done a few seconds after um, Kendall started her, her minute penalty. And based on what, oh, yeah, so that's pretty quick. And she wasn't the winner of the daily, Kayla was. So Kayla had to have got it done even faster. <laughs> yeah, so they were, they were pretty quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they were. So, okay, I'm um, done. Go on. Okay, so moving on from the daily, we go back to the house, and this is when. The awkwardness of Beth interviewing for the treehouse kind of happens. We hear Kendall say, you don't want to be in the treehouse. And um, 
it ends up with Beth start, is rooming with Darrell and Kendall. So then we see the party. Darrell's upset about that. He, he was saying in his room, it was like him, Letarian, Cyrus. He said everyone in his room kept leaving. So then Kendall moved into his room. And Cyrus was like, why did you invite Kendall? <laughs> and now he's got Beth in there too. So I know he's upset about that. Well, I thought Derek's commentary was hilarious. Like, we're full. Um, we're not taking any more customers. <laughs> yeah, so that's... And um, I listened to Kellyanne on the Challenge Mania podcast, and they kind of teased that um, that room is dangerous, and we'll find out why in the future. So there's a little nugget that I... I heard. So we'll see what, what exactly that means. But after um, we find out who Beth is rooming with, we see the party um, that we have been seeing every episode so far, which is awesome that we are getting these, you know, kind of party scenes. And we see Beth really doing a lot of socializing. We see Beth talking to Kendall. She's talking about how it's a lion's den and that it's kind of um, millennials versus OGs. And um, one thing that I wanted to mention that Kendall mentions is that she says it just sucks because Kayla is her goddaughter's favorite challenger and it makes it even more harder. She's like, you know how they say never meet your idol. And I felt this because I love Kendall so much. And like, it's like, Kendall, am I your goddaughter? Are you talking about me? Because that's exactly how I'm feeling in this moment. Because obviously we all know, like, Kayla's my number one. But, like, man, I love Kendall, too. So it just really sucks to see these two going against each other like they have been. Um, then we see Beth and Veronica talking in a joint interview. We see them talking. Well, we first see them talking at the like little party thing, but then we see them, it kind of goes back and forth between them talking at the party and their joint interview. And I thought that this was kind of funny because Veronica tweeted about this and she said that she wishes she could have the footage of when Beth walked into the interview room. She said that she was scheduled for two interviews that day. So she was really irritated because she hates morning interviews. And she had one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And one of them was because Beth was going to be there too. But she just didn't know it until Beth walked into the room. So I thought that was funny because um, in their interview, I think the intention of it initially was for them to kind of talk about growing up and maturing and mending fences and they like basically end up getting in an argument during the interview and it's just hilarious I just the dynamic between those two obviously oh. there's there's some stuff there and it's just it's funny to watch it was painful for me to watch I was just cringing and some I think Veronica was like I feel like we both changed and after the end of that segment I'm like mm, I'm not sure Beth has changed at all <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say I met Beth in um, Los Angeles at Cyrus's birthday party, and she was very, very kind to me in person. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's just one of those people that is also just kind of hard to read. I mean, it was a party. Everybody was having a good time. It was also Cyrus's party, so that might have, you know, factored into into it as well but 
Um, she was really promoting those lashes, even at the, even at the party, she was wearing them and sporting them and talking about them and telling everybody to follow her lash line. So, I mean, she has no shame, that's for sure. But she was, she was very sweet in person. Um, the next thing that we see is Naya and Jordan, and we see them hook up for the first time. Now, are we really supposed to believe that this is the first time Naya and Jordan hooked up? Because Christina, I have this written question written down. Do y'all think this is actually the first time? No. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. don't, but I wanted to ask y'all. <laughs> what do you think, Michelle? <laughs> I mean, have they, like, have we seen them be, being, like, hanging out before this? Because I don't know if, if, if yeah. this was, like, the challenge house was the first time no. they've hung out in years or whatever, I could believe it. But otherwise, no, they, it, no, like, they were on IG together hanging yeah, out. Yeah, they were together in the same room. Was that before or after this film? That's what it I'm was, unsure. It was before this filmed. It was shortly after Tori and Jordan broke up. Because remember, they did the whole Instagram live with her apologizing, and they hung out, and they were on a boat, like, right after they did that Instagram live together. Okay. And then I okay. listened to Naya on a couple different podcasts, too, and she's very clear about the fact that, like, she was not going to do this season, but then she saw Jordan at a barbecue, and when she saw Jordan in person, and she knew that he got the call. She wanted to make sure that um, everything was okay and that he would not be canceled and that he could keep doing the challenge because it's something that he's really good at. And like, she would not have done the season if Jordan wasn't on it. And I don't know, just the way that she looks at him, the way that they she talks about him, the fact that we know that they were hanging out prior to all-stars three i mean i think they've been hooking up since shortly after jordan and tori broke up personally yeah no that knowing that context this was not the first time they hooked up agreed so that's i think it's funny that they make it seem like but they have to have their tv moment or whatever so i guess that's what First time they really uh, got at it in front of the cameras, I guess. Um, so the next thing that we see is um, the authority and the meeting that the authority has. Um, Abby, would you like to talk a little bit about the authority? Yeah, so we have, you know, Brad who won the challenge along with Mark and MJ who won their heats and then Kayla, who won the overall challenge and then John A and Veronica who won their heats. Um, and I don't know throughout this whole authority. I just wanted to like, I think I said it in my head like five times, just shut up NJ, shut up. He just annoyed <laughs> me so much throughout this. Um, yes. We know you want to go for Wes. Like, yes, we know you have a vendetta against Brad. Like I just, whatever I'm over him um so what I from what I saw everyone voted in Jordan <coughs> um except for MJ and Johnny which Darrell when Mark asked him who would you choose to go against 
he did not name a name, but in his um, confessional, he admitted that he would love to go against Jordan because he's been to two finals. He hasn't won them. And he said, he knows for damn sure he's not going to beat Jordan in final. So he's like, might as well try to take him out in an elimination. Um, so without even asking, at least that we didn't see, Jarrell got what he wanted um, and they voted Jordan in. And then from, from what I, I saw, everyone said Kendall. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Everyone did say Kendall. Yep. So I had I this question for y'all too. Because Veronica and Kayla, very anti-Wes again. You know, they're like, the two people I don't want to see win are Jordan and Wes. Mm -hmm. Kayla and Veronica both said that. So again, is that just strategy for them to let to, so people don't think that they're with Wes? I think it is for Kayla. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of truth behind it for Kayla too. Like, I think she's working with Wes and, um that she I think she could go either way like I think that if he's there it's good for her game and if he's not there it's good for her game so yeah, I, I think her kind of rogue and independent so yeah I can see that she's kind of she's going to do overall what's best for her game mm-hmm. yeah I agree um and I think that was really it from the authority but I am going to say this when they went and told you know Jordan was very you know um accepting of him going in he's like no problem Kendall was a quite a bit more hurt and I wish I knew more they had shown more because I love Kendall but I just think she's overreacting like she's I don't know like she's being picked on but again like what does she expect back from this game she's like I don't know how they can sleep at night and I haven't seen any any of them like actually being mean to her or bullying her it all just seems like a game Mm -hmm. a a game perspective to them like I I I haven't seen them being mean yeah just just for no reason so I'm like I I don't know I wish I could get inside Kendall's head because because I don't know it's not she wants, it, to, I don't know, just, she wants it to be more fair. She wants it to be an overall more fair game. But I think that this season she learned that um, the challenge isn't that way. So I'm hoping that if she comes back for a season four or season five or whenever we see her back, that um, she takes some of this cutthroat energy that is coming towards her and she's able to challenge, channel that into um, – something that propels her forward potentially to a final and maybe even winning that final because I think yeah I think think she's a beast but who said that famous I think Rachel who was like this is an ugly game Mm -hmm. yes like years ago Mm-hmm. I want to see Kendall make a move and own it. I want to see her say, yeah, I put MJ in and just own it instead of like backtracking and apologizing and this and that. Like, I want to see her stand up a little bit more for herself and kind of feel confidence in the moves she's making, even if they're not the best moves. You know what, Michelle, as soon as you said that, it just hit me what's bothering me about this. Kendall reminds me of me. And I think I, would, <laughs> I think I would do the 
and that's why I'm not cut out for a game like this or a game like Survivor. Because I think I think I would be that person that people are watching like, oh, she's playing a victim or she's doing this because I'm not decisive. I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I, I probably wouldn't own it because I'd either feel bad or worry about, I'm still at my age, you know, like, oh, I want everyone to like me. So yeah, I see a little of me and Kindles. So maybe that's what's, maybe my own thoughts is what's bothering me about this situation with Kindle. That's deep. That's real deep. <laughs> it is. We'll do it. We'll do a therapy um, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, so while we're kind of talking about this, this part of the episode, the one part that honestly made me really laugh is they showed Beth packing. What are you packing? You you haven't eaten, like you already were going into the elimination before you even got there. I was like, okay. <laughs> I missed that. I didn't catch that. Yep. I guess they needed they because they always you know they always show that scene of the people going in packing. So I guess they had Beth do it. Right. That's funny. So now we know that we have Jordan versus Darrell and Kendall versus Beth in elimination this week. Um, Michelle, would you like to talk a little bit about the elimination that we saw? Can we skip it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't like the results, guys. This um, is so the elimination. This is the worst one you could have asked Michelle to recap. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it's the best one to have Michelle recap for that same reason. It's yes, you're, yeah. From yeah. the heart. It is from the heart. Um, so the elimination is called Steamroller. And they said this is not one they've seen before. They have never done this one on the regular challenge either, right, guys? I don't think so. I don't remember. I didn't remember it at all. I so don't if they remember. have done it, maybe it was a little bit different or like they probably have done a version of this. It just wasn't this. So they kind of had these steel tubes um, where each person going against each person was, was on one side of the tube and they had a side they had to roll the steel tube to to win so the people we have in the elimination beth and kendall i found it very interesting that mark said i'm secretly rooting for beth mark has kind of made all throughout season one and even kind of on season three now a couple of comments against kendall i don't think he likes kendall too much which is interesting because he seems to like everybody but he doesn't really seem to be on Kendall's side here, but he makes a joke of it. Um, so everyone's kind of talking about, you know, this challenge is really going to be about the weight advantage. Um, so they do the women first. Kendall and Beth get into the steel barrel and they have to push in opposite directions to move it their way um, and get to the end of their platform. So the women kick off. Kendall seems to really get the hang of it first and she seems to be doing better. But once Beth kind of locks in and realizes, Oh my God, I'm rolling to the other side and kind of gets her legs in position. It really is over. Um, and Beth kind of just easily brings Kendall back over to the other side. Beth wins. Everyone kind of is attributing it to uh, Kendall is so small and Beth's so much bigger and they're, really setting it up. It's all about the weight advantage. Um, and we see that Veronica is a little bit upset that Beth actually 
has won this one. So then we go to the men, it's Durrell versus Jordan. They're calling it a pay-per-view event. I think this is a really like big elimination, two big names here. Um, Jordan makes the comment that he thinks it's gonna be more about technique. Um, everyone else, again, is still saying it's gonna be about size. Durrell says it's gonna be about size. So they get into the barrels and uh, Jordan, kind of just starts talking crap right away. Darrell is able to roll the barrel so close to the end of his platform, but Jordan is doing a great job of stopping him from actually getting there. And we, then we start to see the time's ticking. It's like 35 minutes, 40 minutes. And I don't know exactly, do, you, do either one of you remember exactly how long it went on for? But I don't know. If not, it's okay. No, oh, but it, it no, went on for a while. I don't remember. I remember it was like 35 minutes, whatever. So it was going on for a while. And then all of a sudden we see like Darrell start to struggle and he's saying his quads hurt and he's so close to winning, but something happened in the, the barrel and he just jumps out. He's in pain. Jordan rolls the barrel to his end of the platform. He wins, but good for him. He wasn't like, over the top about it. He came and checked on Darrell and made sure, you know, he was okay. Darrell kind of makes the comment, his legs need some work. He's getting too old for this shit. And even earlier in this episode, I wrote down that Darrell just didn't seem in it this season for whatever reason. He said his wife and kids are the ones who made him come back. He wasn't sure he wanted to come back. Um, there was a point where he talked about All-Stars 1 and 2 and said, you know, I don't care if I'm going into elimination because I was in the finals in All-Stars 1 and 2 and I still couldn't get a win. So I need to, like, kind of prove myself and win this elimination. Um, so I just don't – I don't know if it was – his head just wasn't in it. He quit – like, I don't remember him really quitting on things. He quit in the daily challenge – which he's done so many heights challenges and, and ha hated them all. We've all seen him hate them all, but he's never really like quit the way he did here. Mm -hmm. So I think mentally he, like the filming of All-Stars 2 and 3 were really close together and mentally he just wasn't really in it. Maybe physically he was still beat up from the final. Um, so that was really it, unfortunately for him. So he's gone. Kendall's gone. Road Rules Campus Crawl, though they're both out this week. And Beth and Jordan will remain to see another day. So the very, very last thing that we see this episode is the preview for next week. So um, along with my preview for next week, I'm also going to give you my um, fantasy tip of the week. So um, with the preview for next next week, we see that we see TJ say he's going to shake things up. So there's some kind of twist coming next week. And I'm hoping that we finally learn about what in the world these stars mean that people have been collecting um, throughout the season. We don't know yet, but when he says that things are going to he's going to shake things up, um, that was where my first thought went was the stars. And so I'm hoping that's that we find out finally what those mean. And then we say, we hear Brad, we hear Brad saying that Wes's idea could backfire on them. 
So um, that tells us, you know, that Wes might be a, a key player in this episode, even though we don't um, see a whole lot of him. We see people talking about him. Now, then we see Beth and Kellyanne talking, and Beth says that she does not trust John A. And then we see Beth talking at what looks like maybe the club or the party that they go to or um, whatever event that they have that night. I'm assuming after the daily is normally when they've been doing that type of thing. So I assume it's after the daily. So we see Beth um, and she is talking with Mark and Sylvia. And she says that she thinks that John A is cheating on her husband with MJ. And then we see John A come right around the corner, sit right down next to Beth and say, I heard my name. So she knows that people are talking about her. Um, so finally, this buildup of MJ and John A that we've all been hearing about, that they've been alluding to about the, a, a little bit throughout the season, um, someone is finally saying out loud. Now, I have mixed feelings about this because do I think that it's appropriate that Beth is talking out of turn and talking about this to other cast members? No, I don't think that's okay. Am I glad that she did it for the sake of <laughs> our knowledge? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit selfishly. I, I'm excited. I want to know the tea, okay? And so I'm excited to see um, what exactly that means. Um, so that is the trailer that we get for next week. Now, along with that, I said I'd give my fantasy tip of the week. And my fantasy tip of the week this week is to pay attention to the trailers and what is being said in the trailers, what is going on in the trailers for next week, and um, who is involved. So if I had to guess, now like these spoilers are not even out there, so there's no way that I could possibly, like this is not a spoiler, this is my speculation based on the like 10 second trailer that we got at the end of, of the episode. I think that we see Beth talking about John A to Kellyanne and then again to um, to Mark and Sylvia. I My guess is that Mark and Sylvia are in the authority next week. And that is why Beth is talking to them. Now, I don't know if Beth lost the daily and she is going into elimination and that's why she's talking to everybody again about John A or if Beth is just being Beth and is trying to stir up some kind of drama and um is trying to get John A thrown in but clearly Beth has some kind of campaign against John A and I think that the reason that we see since it's like the club scene I think that that's why Mark and Sylvia, first of all, Mark and Sylvia are together. Why would Mark and Sylvia be together if they weren't in the authority together? I don't know. I just, I think, I mean, like I said, the, like these spoilers don't even exist. We have no idea. Nobody has any idea who is in the authority each week. But based on this trailer, I think that Mark and Sylvia are in the authority. So if you have Mark and Sylvia on your team, I would suggest putting them in this week. That's a good tip. Very interesting. I didn't catch that. It's awesome. So I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. I think Beth Beth is gonna bring us some drama. So I didn't really I didn't really defend her too much here, but I am 
I'm a Beth defender. I do like what she brings to the show. So I'm excited to see what she's going to stir up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Beth is always going to bring something. There's a reason why she's cast, even though she has quit challenges and stuff in the past, but um, she really brings the drama and yeah, I, I'm, I am all here for the drama. So excited to see that for sure. So I think that pretty much wraps up um, the episode four recap. Um, this week, we have a lot of different things coming to you. We are going to be doing, um, hopefully, an interview with our first guest. We are going to um, have a special edition podcast for you where we talk um, about some other things that are going on in the reality TV world. We just had the Circle wrap-up. We just had Survivor wrap-up. Um, we just saw some people from Big Brother get married. We saw some Bachelor engagements. Um, there's just like a whole lot of other reality stuff that has been going on this last week. And so we're going to get you a bonus podcast this week that is uh, talking about things other than the Challenge All-Stars 3 in the reality world. So we are super excited for that along with um, obviously our next recording of the next All-Stars recap. So we've got a busy week ahead. We have a lot of stuff that we have in the works for you guys. And we're just so thankful again that everyone has tuned in to listen to us. Um, do either of you two have anything to add to close out this podcast? No, I think that's it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you all again for listening um we are the reality served real podcast and we will um actually be seeing you several times this week thank you again